0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Episode 104. 104, everybody. Now, if my math is correct, if I'm doing the math correctly, there are seven days in a week. There's about four weeks in a month. There's 12 months in a year. There's about, if you do the math, about 52 weeks in a single year. So, if we are on episode number 104, then I think that that marks two years of doing this podcast, if I'm correct. If I am correct, I believe the first episode of this podcast was released on... February 4th, 2021, so we have reached, you know, by the math and by the logic, the two-year mark of recording The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. That many years. Two, Two years already recording this podcast. Ain't that crazy? I don't, you know, I, I tend not to think about how long long I've been doing this podcast because like, it just kind of escapes my mind, and it's not really something that that I really like to you know think about all that long. If I'm being honest, it's not like I'm not proud of it. It's just like you know, you never want to really like remember you know that long ago because then you kind of you kind of like. You think and you're like, oh, it's been that long since I've done this or since I started this or since I've been doing this. And then you just remember that time is just still going and, you know, you're not getting any older or younger. And it's like, damn, it's been two years. I'm now this many years old. But when I started, I was this young. It's like, oh, man. I mean, it's like it's definitely fun to like kind of watch and see and be like, you know, what's happened throughout the the years I've been doing this podcast and years that I've been doing, like, this type of stuff, I mean, if you think about it, it's pretty much been four years since I started my previous podcast, since I have been podcasting, it's been about four years since I have been doing this, so, you know, it's uh, it's crazy, it's wild to think, but, you know... I made you know I made myself uh an established member of this uh this field podcasting. I think that I've uh got a lot of experience under my belt. I think I know my way around a microphone and around a recorder. So like, you know. I'm in I, I still in, I enjoy doing this. It's a fun thing to do every week to check in. And you know what it's kinda crazy is that I feel like me. Doing This podcast and the people that listen to this podcast and the people that listen, not just like specific segments or maybe, you know, just kind of skim through. If you listen to me from start to finish, I have essentially become a part of your life, which is weird. You know, if you start from start to finish or, you know, you're you're here for the majority of the episodes and you're here for, you know, every episode that I've ever put out there, you know, I'm I'm essentially a part of your life and the thing is is like i'm probably not gonna know everybody who listens to this podcast i'm not gonna know probably every single one of you guys like to like to you know as best as i could but just i want to put this out there thank you for listening i'm glad i could be a part of your life and i'm glad i could be a part of your routine your weekly routine that you know without y'all you know. Be talking to void. you know, but you know, if if the analytics and if the uh, you know the numbers are true, I do have listeners. This isn't just going out to avoid of nothing. No, I have listeners out there. I appreciate y'all. And I appreciate the people who like to call me out on my bullshit, you know, for something I say or something that they don't agree with it's not that i'm trying to make you upset it's just you know it, it, it tends to happen i'm not going to think like you do maybe because i don't know you I don't, or i don't really align with your train of thought or align with your thinking and maybe you don't align with mine but you know what that's the that's the beauty of having differences in opinions man it's the beauty of it we're not you can't expect everybody on this planet To have the same exact opinion as you, or someone else you know, or think the same way that you do—it's just not going to happen. You know, no matter what you do, no matter how you approach things, no matter what you talk about, no matter you know who you hang out with, no matter any of that, who you follow, who you support, what you study—it doesn't matter. You know, everyone comes from a different, a truly different perspective in life. Everybody comes from a different upbringing. Everybody comes up from a different scenario that has shaped them in a way to th- make them think not make not necessarily make them but but cause them to think in a different way than you do and that is the beauty of being human is that we're all different even though we're you know equal and similar you know we're very very different in different ways that shape each and every one of us not to get too philosophical or too soft on you but let's just you know, how it is, and how it works, and we shouldn't always strive to be copy, you know, copy and paste clones of other people, or do what we're supposed to do, you know, air quotes what we're supposed to do, because that's not, that's not being unique, that's not being you, that's not being one of a kind, I feel like I'm a one of a kind, there is no podcast out there like mine, I've I've done my research, there really isn't a podcast out there with a a horrendous ass cover art with an idiot who talks into a mic about the most pointless and senseless stuff and thinks that it's, you know, that what he's saying is god's work. You know, there's not anyone out there quite like me, I'll be honest. It's kind of, you know, in the sense of, you know, being in a uh a one of a kind. I feel like I'm also kind of like a cult classic. You know, I'm not going I'm not a mainstream uh, podcast. I'm pretty much a cult classic. If you follow me, if you've found me, if you've discovered or stumbled on me and be like, hey, this guy's unique. This guy's different. He's not like anyone else I've ever listened to. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Do I have the ability to probably hit a mainstream audience? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I think only time will tell. If I truly, you know, have the I guess the legs or the show has the legs to reach a mainstream audience. Only time will tell if that is a possibility or not. And you know what? I'll be honest. I was asked this question today. That's his question. Would you ever be want to be president? You know, one of my, some guy I knew just asked me that question. I'm not sure what made him ask me that question, but I said no. I wouldn't want to be that. I don't want that kind of power. And then he said to me, that's perfect. That'd make you a great president. But the thing is, like, when it comes to being a leader, when it comes to being someone who is in charge of things and somebody who is, um, who goes to you for, you know, not just advice, but for leadership and what are we supposed to do, having a plan, I've been put into situations where, you know, I have to be the lead on certain things, you know, and certain things, whether it be projects, work, it doesn't really matter. Being a leader sometimes is not fun. You know, it could be cool to to have people, you know, want to be for you, want to support you, want to work for you, and want to do things because they like you, because they respect you, or and they respect you, but at most times when you have so many people's you know in this case opinions so in, uh, in this case like their uh, their trust in you in this case like their their respect towards you you know you think about that stuff and you're like oh no i don't know if i want this because this is so much pressure that you know it some people can thrive in it and some people you know, like that feel, I guess, they like to feel like that they are the leader and that what that comes with, you know, having respect for people and having people come to you and ask you questions and want your advice, want your input. I don't, I don't necessarily want that because I feel like it's not something that I am naturally gifted at, even though people tell me that I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, my goal is to try to be, I guess, nice as possible to you. I don't want to be like some kind of, you know, jerky leader that's just like, you know, do it my way, you know, whatever. I don't have the heart to do that, to ask of people, you know. So when he said that to me, I was like, you know what, Eh." I think that when you're young and you're like, I want to be president one day, you know, people, you know, you see that in in, in elementary school, that's kind of stuff in movies and all that. The kids always like, hey, he wanted to be president all his life, or that's what you wanted to be when you were a kid. I think we all kind of have that, you know, that some at some point in our lives, but like, you know, how many people actually do that? Like, not many become president. One guy every four years out of three hundred and thirty some million people in this country becomes president. One person. So, you know, I'm pretty you know, we all have that, you know, like, hey, I could be president, but like, would you really though? Knowing what that job entitles you to have and what you're supposed to be with that job. I think if you knew fully what it was about, what you had to do when you became the president of the United States or any country, really, you'd probably reject it. You'd reject it. I think most people would reject it. Others, you know, who seek power, who love power, be like, yeah, gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give I want all the power, you know. People, I've heard people say, the you know, the best people to not be, to be president, to actually become president, are the people who don't want to be it. But if you still don't want to be it, how could you do a good job if you don't want to be it? I guess if you're forced to do it, you know, like, gun to your head, you'd probably do the best that you possibly can, even though every move you make, every situation, every decision that you do make is going to be scrutinized. But I think if you have the good will and the good intentions and you really, truly don't want to do it... But you want to do the best you can, I think that that's like the perfect example of someone who would be good at president, I guess you could say that. So, I guess, you know, if everybody has an intention, and if everybody kind of goes at it that way, then I guess you could be a decent president. I guess you could. You might not be the smartest, you not might know what to do in certain situations, but I guess you could be more positive and maybe more liked than presidents that actually wanted to do it from the first start you know from the start who wanted the power you know it's so that's kind of how I view it you know how I view you know presidencies and leadership roles and like who really wants to be leader you know like I wasn't the person back in you know school and all that who said I want to lead the team in the project I never was that guy you know sometimes I would be that guy only because the teacher would be like, hey, you're a leader this time or you got to choose and they, they pick you or whatever. So, you know, that's just kind of my opinion on that. You know, people who I think seek power and want to be always be the person in power is like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they're going to maybe they're just like being leaders. Maybe they really like doing that. But, you know, who really knows now? Who really knows? That's just kind of the things I've been thinking about, though, that kind of caught my eye today, I was just like, huh, really, I never really thought about that, interesting, you know, nonetheless, so, a lot to talk about today, a lot to talk about, in terms of, like, great leaders, in terms of, like, you know, people who have stood out through the test of time, I think, people come and people go, and uh, actually, you know, recently, yesterday, Tom Brady announced that he is officially retiring from the NFL. He put out a video on his Instagram and his Twitter saying, you know what, I'm done. This is it. It's over. I'm f- retiring for good right here, right now. He thanked his coaches, his family, his friends, his teammates, and, you know, got a little choked up in his announcement. It seems like it's actually legit now. It seems like it's actually actually legit that he's actually done So, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I respect the hell out of that guy. I really do because he's won seven Super Bowls in his entire career. I think that, you know, in American sports, right, you know, we have one championship in every year. And that's the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the World Series, Stanley Cup, and that's it. You have one championship that you have to win. In the American sports system, you know, you play a regular season and then you grind out to make it to the playoffs. And in the playoffs, you have upsets, you have Cinderella stories, you have, you know, absolute the number one seeds, you know, doing their job and taking care of business and getting it all done. And maybe he wasn't the number one seed every time that he went to the playoffs. But man, when Tom Brady wins, wins seven Super Bowls in his career, you know, shattering Joe Montana's four, um, having more than the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team, having more than the than all the Cowboys, you know, that they've had and one upping Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals equivalent Super Bowls, seven Jordan has six finals championships. I mean, he's got to be the most winning American sports athlete that has ever graced this earth. He has to be. I mean, I guess Bill Russell is did win 11 championships, but no one really recognized him as like the greatest. Of all time, really, with you know Michael Jordan, they do, and Tom Brady, I think, is in that in that discussion. You know, as like I said, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, right? I'm not a Patriots fan, wasn't a Bucs fan, whatever. But you know, the more his the years went on, and he won all these championships, and he won this and won that. I just gained a respect that I never thought that that would ever gain, you know, for Tom Brady. I think it's just because the way that he went about it, the way that he just dominated the NFL, being the best quarterback, winning all these championships and just doing it with, like, one team for the most part. And then when he did it with Tampa the first year that he went there, I mean, I just could not believe it. I could not believe it. So, you know, it's – I guess it's, like, finally the end of an era, you could say. Tom Brady is no longer going to be in the NFL at this moment. You know, if he pulls a fast one again and comes back and says, ha-ha, got you, bitch, I'm back in the NFL, you know, maybe then then I'll take all this back. But at the moment, you know, during, during right here, right now, in this moment, Tom Brady is actually retired, no longer going to be in the NFL. And now this kind of marks the end of the era where we had Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Peyton and Eli—all quarterbacks in the NFL. That generation is is gone. It's over. The only one like kind of is like that I can kind of like fit into that generation still is Aaron Rodgers, but he's a little bit younger than all those guys, so it's like it kind of in there, but not really. But Brady, Roethlisberger. Like I said, Breeze and all them—they're—they're they're gone. They're no longer quarterbacking in the NFL. That Tom Brady was the last guy to be a part of that generation, really, and he retired yesterday, and now it's over. It's crazy, you know. He held out the longest, and he had—he definitely had the better career out of all those guys. I mean, seven, seven Super Bowls. I mean, you really can't—you know—beat that. Um but now we no longer have that generation playing in the NFL now. It's crazy because I was – that was like those guys in the NFL were like my – I guess my upbringing into football and into sports. You know, you would hear about those guys all the time. Brady, Manning, Rivers, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Big Ben, all, you know, it was just a part of the sport. They were always just a part of the, the, the conversation. When it came to football season, you know, it was just always like, those are the guys. These are the best quarterbacks in the league. Who's elite? Who's not? Top five, top ten quarterbacks. All these guys were mentioned. They all had great games. Uh, They all won Super Bowls, except for Philly Rivers. He didn't win one. But, you know, essentially, you know, those guys were part of a generation of the NFL that I think that I'm I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget. And, you know, some people, you know, in certain things, in certain times, certain events, when this stuff happens, when the last person of a generation leaves, um, is the NFL going to be in good hands? Is it going to be in good hands in the future with who we've got, you know, taking their place? And with the likes of Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, I think that... Lamar Jackson, I think that we are in great hands for the future of the NFL. I mean, you could just, you know... You look at these guys, look at the talent, look who they're playing for, and it's just like, yeah, we're we're in great hands now. The NFL is, is in great hands in terms of quarterback playing, in terms of people who are, you know, going to be playing quarterback for the foreseeable future. Like, this is... This is awesome. You know, this is... This might be like the best like quarterbacking, you know, years that we're going to have in the future as an NFL fan just loving to watch and loving to see the storylines, the plays, all that stuff. It's going to be awesome. You know, you know, the Super Bowl with the Super Bowl coming up, you know, between the Eagles and the Chiefs. We got some of the best quarterbacks going at it. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better preview to the future. Of the NFL. And these two teams going at it. Now personally. um, I think that the Chiefs will win this game. But yet again. Last week. I thought that the 49ers were going to beat the Eagles. So much as so. I put a bet. I bet my friend. 20 bucks that they would. I ended up losing that money. And you know what. I got to say this. I got to tell you this. I'm not a huge betting man. I'm not a betting man quite at all, really. I don't really bet or gamble at all. I felt confident that day. I said to you, bro, I think that the Niners are going to beat the piss out of the Eagles. It might be tough. I think eventually they will get it done. And I was confident about that. I was really confident. I was like, you know what, bro? You're a bitch. You don't know football like I do. You're taking the Eagles. I'm going to go against you and I'm going to. I'm going to get that 20 bucks. That's going to be mine. Really, the Niners had no chance. Brock Purdy tore his UCL on a play, getting hit in his elbow or an arm, and then bending the elbow back. If you saw it, you saw it. Pretty brutal play. And then after that, the Niners just had no quarterback. They had Josh Johnson come in to replace him, but he got a concussion, and then it was over. The Niners had no chance, 31-7, a pitiful game, and I was out 20 bucks. One of my other friends is a 49ers fan. I'm like, your fucking team cost me $20, bro. What the fuck is going on with you? And, and it was just a bad day. I mean, like, it was it a was good day to, to see who was going to go against, who was going to go and play for the Super Bowl, but it cost me 20 bucks. I mean, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Could have been a much better day. Could have been a much better day. Um, and obviously you got the, the, the Bengals losing to the Chiefs. The Chiefs move on again. Now Andy Reid, being the former coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, will be facing the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's going to be kind of crazy. You know, Philly fans who are passionate about their team now obviously loved Andy Reid when he was there, so that's going to be kind of crazy for him to go back and play Philly in the Super Bowl. I think that... It's going to be great for storylines, great for matchups, Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a cool Super Bowl. I still think that the Chiefs are going to beat them. I think that Philadelphia is the stronger team. I think that Philadelphia is the more, um, at the moment, the more, the more complete team than the Chiefs. But, you know, I can't. After seeing how Patrick Mahomes is able to will the team, and with a couple calls that went their way, still he made the plays when they needed to be made. And you know, they always got that fight in them. The Chiefs always got that fight in them to, you know, duke it out until the end and and always try to be on top. And I'm like I said, I'm taking the Chiefs because I really do think that they could possibly beat the Eagles. I know the Eagles are like I said the stronger, more complete team, but I still think. At the end of the day, the Chiefs have a little bit more big-time play-making ability than the Eagles do. Even though the Eagles played phenomenal against the, the 49ers, the 49ers had no offense. They had no quarterback, and their their defense just could not get off the field. Therefore, they got gassed, and they just ran up the score on them. So Unfair for the 49ers. Quite unfortunate if you are the 49ers where you literally can't do any offense. I mean, just think about that. They had their game plan. They had Purdy. They had McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon IU, Kittle, and they couldn't do shit because they, their quarterbacks were killed. Not, necess- not really killed, but they were just taken out of the game. Actually taken out. Um. By the way, Brock Purdy with a UCL tear. What an odd injury to get in the NFC Championship game. Like That was totally not expected at all. I'm pretty sure that there was no, like, actual, like, previously, you know, injury to that ligament before this game. So, having it happen, you know, as the game went on was pretty wild. Like, you don't normally see a UCL tear in NFL, in an NFL game, ever. Really, like, ever. You never really see it. Um, So, it's crazy. You know, to think about how that happened—the likeliness of having a UCL tear during the NFC Championship game, actually taking out your team and giving them even a fighting chance against the Eagles—I mean, let's face it. You know, Brock Purdy went out like in the first quarter, and then they essentially had no quarterback for the rest of the game. It It was totally, totally unfair. It was unfortunate. And it robbed it robbed the Niners of an actual opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl, which I said before. If healthy, you know, obviously without the injuries, I thought that the Niners would have been able to beat the Eagles. But you know, obviously, that's not what happened. That's not the way that the cookie crumbled, right? All right, the the 49ers' cookie crumbled, and not the Eagles. The Eagles ha- still have their cookie. That's just the way it went, I guess. You know, you can't win them all. You know, it's un—it's it, definitely something that you think is never going to happen, especially when you have money on the line and you're betting on this team to get you money. But, <laughs> I guess, you know, shit happens. Bet responsibly, you know. Make sure you're you're betting responsibly because you never know what's going to happen. Your your entire quarterback could just get hurt and be done for the count. Not expected, but, you know, it's probably going to happen. By the way, before I uh came in to record this podcast, I was eating one of my favorite candies of all time, M&M's. And last week, I didn't really touch up on this because I kind of forgot to put in the notes. M&M's is having a little bit of an issue with their spokes candies, apparently. You know, they see... They don't really seem no, they, they don't really know how to get this right apparently. Apparently, the company at M&M's or whoever makes M&M's needed to retire the spokes candies because I guess they pissed people off and made other people happy and in, in the process made the, whoever they made happy made the people who were pissed off even more pissed off, or vice versa. Some people were happy. Some people were pissed off. They made some choices to make those other people that were happy pissed off, and the other people that were pissed off happy. Now, I am not one to bitch and moan and cry about really like what what I've what what has been happening that other people are bitching and moaning and crying about. Now. This all kind of stemmed off from when the green Eminem, who's kind of the slutty one of the bunch, was her high heel shoes. I believe were removed just to give her some basic kind of you know tennis shoes, I guess, uh, because I guess I'm apparently the the heels made her kind of a thought and a little slutty, is what I'm getting at. And people, the M&M company took them off because. They thought it was probably distasteful, is what I'm thinking, so they, they changed that, and of course, I got a lot of people riled up, got a lot of people upset, because they apparently, they liked the slutty green Eminem, they thought it was, you know, it was part of her character, they thought it was pretty cool to see a, a Eminem it up and, you know, be, you know, be her her true, her true self, you know. And then, you know, I, as me, an outsider, kind of watching it, I still was a buyer of M&M's. I still said, you know, I don't give a fuck what she really is sporting on her feet. I just want to eat M&M's. You know, that's kind of how i always been. That's how I've always thought about M&M's is just, let me just eat the fucking candy, you know? And then I guess it got to a point where they changed a couple of other fuckers, a couple of other of the candy members, the spokes candies were changed slightly to, you know, I guess, be a little bit more cultural appropriated in modern day 2023 culture, and that pissed even more people off. And other people got excited, and other people got mad. You know, flip flop rage. Ah, you know, people protesting, make the green M M&M and M slutty. Others saying leave her be, and you know, yada yada yada. To eventually the point they put out a post saying, America, let's talk, which I thought was completely unnecessary, silly, at the same time actually kind of funny, that they have to put America, we need to talk about cartoon M&Ms that advertise a candy. I mean, it seems like it, it totally something that you wouldn't need to talk about. But apparently there's a lot of voices on social media and on the internet that were very passionate about their M&M cartoons. You know, some people wanted her to be slutty and slutted up. Others were like, clean her up. What's this image? What's going on? There are children watching. To my, you know, and you ask me, you know, an average day-to-day common man, Joe Schmo, who just eats M&M's just to eat M&M's, I thought it was silly. The entire thing was silly. If you, first of all, you you actually want the green Eminem to her 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 being slutty like matters to you, like like you want her to stay that way. Fine, be you, whatever. I, I I mean, like I don't give a shit. I truly don't, and I feel like most people who are in this predicament and who are. We actually made it so M and M's had to put the spokes candies, you know, not my words, their words on hold, and replace them with Maya Rudolph? You know, I mean, I guess you've you made your point. You've actually started a movement, and you've replaced you put those spokes candies who can't get it together and have offended you so much that now poor Maya Rudolph is now being taken away from acting jobs to be a spokeswoman for a candy company in place of the cartoon M&Ms that have been doing it for decades now. A little bit interesting. Weird flex, but okay. All right, you got your point. You made it. You you actually succeeded. Um, Now we're stuck with Maya Rudolph. Okay. I mean, is anybody going to know that this is actually candy now? Because, let's face it, as much as I don't give a shit about the cartoon M&Ms, I don't. I truly don't give a shit. I'm pretty sure, like a lot of people who didn't know what M&Ms were, were like, "Hey, what is that? I'm gonna try those out. Those guys look kind of funny. Looks like a fun candy." You know, there's gonna be some people that are out there that have no idea that M&Ms are candy. So I guess you know, if you were thinking, if if M&Ms or the company that makes M&Ms was thinking about. The 0.1% of the entire population that doesn't know what an M&M is try an M&M, then you've succeeded. But to everyone else on the planet that knows what these fuckers represent, what the green M&M, yellow m M&M, m red m M&M, and and all of them represent is candy that you consume, so be it. You've won. You, you Victory is yours. We no longer are worthy enough for you to give us... M Ms as spokes candies. You've got Maya Rudolph now. You've succeeded in your movement. You've made it so people who have never heard, that are being born today, that don't know what M Ms are, they're gonna see Maya Rudolph and they're gonna be like, "What is she? What is this? Is this a candy or?" Now I think you've actually caused even more confusion because you're just gonna have people. Maya Rudolph is just going to be your spokeswoman. What's she going to do? She has to eat the candy and all of her stuff just to promote it. I mean, what are you going to do? Now you have to have her eat it. She's an actress. Do you think she is going to be able to eat that many M and M's? She probably could, but does she want to? I don't know. You pay her well enough, she might. You never know. What I'm saying is that this whole outrage and outbursts of of people who want the slutty green M and M versus people who don't want the slutty green M and M was all stupid. It shouldn't matter to you what the M&M looks like. It's an M&M. It's a cartoon of a candy that you just eat. There's no silver lining, there's no secret, you know, thing behind all this, behind everything that's happening. It's just it's just an M&M. It's just called advertising. It, that's all it is. That's all we're doing here is just thinking of ways to sell the candy better. You know, don't take it personal. You shouldn't because there's other ads out there by other companies that I think that are, you know, you could probably make the argument that are much more offensive to you than having a green slutty M&M or having the orange M&M filled with anxiety or being a nervous wreck. You know, that's a part of their personality. That was kind of funny. It made sense for the commercials. But I guess people were like, Why does he have so much anxiety he's giving me? Like, huh? This is just a candy. Cartoon for a candy. What are we talking about? But Jesus Christ, dude. The America, we need to talk. Or we need to sit down and talk, America. About M&M's. From M&M's Twitter themselves. Holy shit. What a moment. We have truly failed. We have truly let make-believe, fiction, people that aren't real, take over our lives and make us stop a company from using their cute little cartoon M&Ms as advertising tools. We've killed them. They're no longer going to be a part of the marketing for the moment of M&Ms. Now we got Maya Rudolph. You bet your ass, people. You bet your ass, America. There's going to be at least one commercial on the Super Bowl with M&M's, with actually m M&M and lists commercial for the candy M&M's with Maya Rudolph. This is going to be a disaster. I mean, just like, you already know it's coming. It's coming fast and furious. You know It's coming. It's going to happen. I can't wait for I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to just be like, "What? What?" and just be absolutely in despair and just kind of like facepalm me the entire time is like, "What has my country done that I'm proud of?" Some people will be like, "I really enjoy that my country, the United States, the company that makes M&Ms took a stand." And took off that slutty Eminem. And replaced it with the beautiful, the talented, beautiful actress Maya Rudolph. People are going to be writing about that and be like. Putting that in their highlights of what the country is known for. And heroic acts that have been taking place. That they replaced the spokescandies with an actual person. That will be some person's greatest achievement to date Oops. and other people that will be their most iconic memory and the greatest movement of all time in this country is getting rid of the spokes candies free the spokes candies and just just like no more we're done no more spokes candies M&m's are canceled in my opinion, If that's what you want to do, if that's what your purpose is on this planet with the life that you've been given, go ahead, protest, and have those candies canceled for life. Get them out of my sight. I don't want to see them anymore. Quite the world that we live in, quite the world, never thought it would end this way. Never thought it would be like this, but I guess it has, I guess that we have devolved into this absolute treachery of a country that we live in. I don't want to live in a country where we have these M&M's pop up ever again. Some people are probably going to be saying that. Some people are saying that right now. I don't want to be in a country where M&M's are, are, are made slutty to sell candies. Fine. You you picked the fight. And guess what? You won. Congratulations. You have to be very bored. And have absolutely no... All the time in the world... And all the purpose in the world... To actually give a damn... About any of this. To actually make the effort... To have a company... That has millions and millions of dollars... Change their way... To promote their candy. Because what they were using before was so offensive and so uncultured that they had to cancel the spokescandies. It's incredible. It truly is incredible. And it shows you how much power some of the people in this country have. Truly is, you can't write this. I mean, you think that this might have been a plot or some type of Arc or something in a TV show or something. No, this is real life. This is actually happening. This is not make believe. This is real. This is reality. This is the country that we live in. <sighs> now, of course, I don't want to sound like I care. I really don't. But I also just can't really believe that it actually happened. That actually worked. It's like that's all it takes is just a couple tweets to get. A big corporation to cancel their spokes candies and get rid of the mascots and get rid of the cartoons that we've all just kind of been like, hey, yeah, see M and M's, yeah, cool. I like M and M's, yeah, they're good, they're good, they're solid candy, yeah, really good. I like M and M's. Peanut, no peanut, I'm in. They taste good, not good for for me, but hey, they taste good. We we had did we have to change it? Did we have to ruin? Did we have to do anything? I guess so, you know. But who knows what's gonna happen if we'll ever see them again? You know, we might never see those little candies ever again. We might never see them. They might be gone forever. You never know. And by the way, the uh, bag of M Ms that I did have, they had. The M&M mascots on them, so I'm still kind of winning. Like I mean, like I don't give a shit, but it's fun to see the little guys on the freaking on the candy on the on the bag. It's it's fun. They're fun mascots. They did they they didn't do any harm. They're just fun mascots. Like oh yeah, the M&Ms iconic, cool. No one should be offended by this, but people are bored and have nothing to do. Except complain, bitch, and moan. So, I mean, you know, you get what you get, I guess. You You know, you have nice things, nice cars, everything's working pretty well. Hey, I don't like that m M&M. and Just gotta go, you know? It's that simple, I guess. Alright, we got some big news. Big news happening in the film world. In the world of movies. Actually, kind of surprising to me, because I had heard about this, I had heard rumors that something was going to happen around January so we're gonna get some announcements and if you don't know what I'm talking about I'm talking about the the DC movie universe now called the DC universe run by James Gunn like I've said before this is going to be James Gunn's version of the DC universe if you don't know what DC is comic books Superman Batman all those guys you know no Spider-Man no Iron Man that's Marvel this is DC Wonder Woman Joker, Green Lantern's gonna be is is part of DC. That's all DC. And if you haven't really, you know, been a big fan of DC movies in the past, I can kind of understand where you're coming from. I truly, truly do. I mean, aside from like Wonder Woman, aside from uh Ben Affleck as Batman, aside from I guess if you if I mean uh, uh, you know, aside from the suicide squad aside from peacemaker you know there's not really much to really chant or cheer about when it when it comes to dc properties and dc comic book adaptations there really isn't a whole bunch to cheer for because they haven't really been all that good i mean listen if the if the snyder verse was that good if it was actually that good we wouldn't be having this conversation. We they, they would be still making movies in the way of Zack Snyder and probably going through and going, you know, following through Zack Snyder's whole vision of DC of the DC universe and the DC characters. But we're not we're not talking about that right now. Um, as much as some people enjoy those films and like the films, financially they were not profitable They were not profitable, and Warner Brothers and DC lost a lot of money making those movies and, and, and kind of like trying to commit to those movies and without, without essentially having a plan or having any, any ideas that actually worked or any people that actually were able to work together on these projects and make things work and trying to chase Marvel and try to build like a Marvel type of format when it's like we have this many movies it's all going to connect it's all going to you know intertwine it's going to be one big gigantic plot and you know conflict and goals and all that it just never really materialized for that 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 era of dc you know beginning with man of steel you know even people at that point were like kind of like this isn't really superman like this doesn't feel like superman we're like okay maybe he'll be more superman-y in bvs you know batman versus superman of justice wasn't really that either and then we had the justice league which wasn't uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, it was Joss Whedon's, and it just had a f- completely different tone, didn't match, and we had various Wonder Woman movies, and we had, um, we had a Suicide Squad that was also part of that universe, and then I'm pretty sure we had another Wonder Woman, and then that's pretty much it, we never got any more Batman movies, no more Superman movies, no more Justice League movies, until we got the Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, which I thought was pretty damn good. And it kind of, like, really, um, you know, f- kind of completed that entire arc and, and started would, would sort like a new arc of that type of universe, but then they cut it off and they never went back to it, and they disbanded that. And in the process, you know, they've had Shazam too, they've had Black Adam come out, and they've had, like, an, an Aquaman and then a, another Aquaman movie coming out too, and now we're at the point in 2023 where things are about to change a whole lot. Um, like I said, James Gunn has revealed his slate for uh, the DCU by the DC studios coming up and within like starting in a couple years. Or in fact, I think this year it's going to be like really ramping up of what's going to be coming out. And it's pretty crazy what's coming out because he made a video of like what's coming out in the future and then... Then this year, the next year, and where it really kicks off with his universe, which he says is going to be like an eight to 10 year project for chapter one is what he's calling it um, of his universe. So um, with the DC movies coming up, what he's um, going to be focusing on before that is getting out the other properties that have come out um, that have been um, coming out before that, which is... Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods which is coming out this year then later we have Flash the movie with Ezra Miller that people want cancelled and off the movie and don't even put out the movie looks like they're going to be putting out the movie it's coming out this year and James Gunn has said in his announcement video that the Flash movie will be resetting the entire universe or resetting the timeline in DC in DC In the DCEU. And that another movie that's going to be coming out. After that. After this movie. Or after Flash. Is going to be called Blue Beetle. Which I have no idea what it's about. But he is saying that it's a pretty cool movie. That it's part of like the new DC universe. And then after Blue Beetle. We'll be getting Aquaman 2. Which comes out later this year. And all the dates of these movies by the way. Are supposed to be coming out this year. So Shazam. Shazam is in March, um, Flash is in June, Blue Beetle is in August, and then Aquaman is in December, so we're going to, supposed to be getting four DC movies out, um, by the end of this year, which seems like a lot, but it, it also is, like, telling you, like, hey, we gotta get this new, new universe, you know, going right now, because we gotta be, be, be making a profit, on the stuff that we're going to be shooting and producing and stuff like that. And they're really going to be, you know, committed to all this stuff. So before I like announce, not before I announce, but before I talk about the other projects that are going to be coming out with his new um, universe, I guess I can talk about, or I will talk about the, um, uh, I guess like the big characters are, are going to be in pretty much confirmed in his new DC universe. No, that, that that have already been pretty much uh, um, confirmed, as far as I can say. So there's going to be a new Superman, not starring Henry Cavill, but the movie that he's going to be making, that, that James Gunn is writing at the moment, is called Superman Legacy, and so we, we're going to have a new Superman in the DC Universe. He's a confirmed character, which is pretty cool, pretty awesome. And, you know, people were complaining that Henry Cavill, you know, wasn't you know, used well in Superman, wasn't used very well as a character, that James Gunn should have um should have had him, you know, play the role and no one else. But you know what, you shouldn't be getting mad at James Gunn for that. You should be getting mad at DC for that because they had the opportunities to put you know, Henry Cavill in more things as Superman. They just didn't do it. So don't get mad at James Gunn for not having Henry Cavill because James Gunn has a different vision of who's going to play Superman. Don't get mad at him. DC and Warner Brothers didn't do anything with him. They gave him two movies at the start of the, the whole fucking thing, and they never put him back in. So don't blame James Gunn. Blame DC and Warner Brothers for that that was an atrocity that was an actual in my opinion one of the worst things that they've ever done is to just not have superman be a thing and only in two movies that's it I, i totally misuse of a character mismanage of a character just like totally just like not have him in anything really it just makes no sense um so in james gunn's You know, universe, the movies that, you know, that, that, the movies and TV shows that are going to be in his first chapter, which is called Gods and Monsters. Characters that have been confirmed to be a part of this universe or this first chapter of the universe will be Superman, Batman and Robin, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan as Green Lanterns, which, you know, I guess. People, Green Lantern fans, have been clamoring for years after that debacle Ryan Reynolds film. Now we're going to be getting both of them. You know, both of them are going to be in the DC universe. Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. I think that that's an absolute win for DC fans. And if you're just DC altogether, because I think that the, the Green Lanterns, as much as I don't care for them, DC fans love them, and they know that they're so important ...to the DC Universe, and it just makes me feel like, okay, they're committing. They're putting in the people who we want to see, or people who who the DC fans want to see. That's always a good thing. Superman, Batman, Robin, Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, that's a win. That's good. That's good for the fan base, and that's good for the people. That's a, that's a win. Also with that, we'll be getting Supergirl, and she'll be part of it too, and... Uh, obviously, Amanda Waller will be back. And then um, Swamp Thing 2 is also going to be a part of this too. As I think he's going to be in his own either TV show or film. I can't remember. But he will be a part of the DCU as well. Um, so that's that's very interesting. That's very cool. That's something that I think that I could get behind on. Now, of course, James Gunn did say, which I thought was pretty interesting, that all a lot of the animation... TV shows and movies will be connected in one shared universe. And he went went on to to say that we are going to do our very best to cast people that can play the live-action character and also voice them in animation if they have a show about them, which I think is pretty damn cool. If you think about it, it's kind of like what Star Wars tried to do. What Star Wars tried to do was, at the beginning of the Star Wars regime over over uh, under Disney, they wanted to make every single thing, every single piece of entertainment to connect with the Star Wars films. Whether it was a book, a comic book, a graphic novel, a video game, a, you know, a TV show, everything they wanted to try to make it connect. They kind of failed with that because a lot of the books and a lot of the comics got retconned from TV shows and movie choices. They just got retconned. So, you know, as long as... If they don't pull a Lucasfilm and try to do that, you know, keep it to make every single thing that they make, you know, try to, you know, intertwine with it, even comic books and books, I think that that's where it gets kind of iffy and and a little harder to do. But it seems like with DC, it's just going to be movies, TV shows... Uh, animated shows like cartoons, and he even said games too. So, as long as they're starting off strong and saying that, hey, we're committing in these four medias to make a one cohesive universe and one cohesive story, then I'm okay with that. You know, as long as they're, you know, being are going to commit to it and and try to make it the best that they can, and they have stories and they have storyboards and they've got it all, like, written out as best as they can, I'm all for you trying to do it. Just don't kind of fall into the pit that star Wars did and have to retcon shit and have to like go back on things and kind of make it a little bit messy. It's just kind of weird, but I was a big fan of him saying that we're going to get actors who can commit to doing voice acting for animation and all that in games and even playing them in the films. I think that's cool. I think that builds like a, you know, a true like, Oh, this is the character. You know, this is who this is Batman. He's Batman. in this, he's Batman. in that he's Batman in this too. This is the Batman of this universe. I think that's very, very, very cool. I think that's super cool. Um, Going to take a lot of commitment from the actors, but I think that they'll be able to do it. Um, that thought that was really cool. Something pretty unique that they haven't really done anything else. I think, except for like maybe a couple. Um, I think a couple episodes in that one show. I think it was Star Wars Resistance. They had like Oscar Isaac who plays Poe Dameron, voice his character in that and also play him in the movies. I thought that was pretty cool too. Thought that, you know, that why not, you know. You know, in the past if they ever have like add add like, you know, spin-offs where it's like a cartoon of a movie or something like that, they would get someone else to play the that character. I always thought that that was kind of cool, you know, just the thing that they would do because it obviously doesn't have the budget to get the movie star to play the 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 character again, so they just kind of went with that. Yeah, you know, I think that's pretty cool though. Um, so I guess I'll name some of the the properties or the the shows and the and what's going to be a part of his universe. We have the first thing that will come out after Blue Beetle and after Aquaman, which will be called Creature Commandos, which kind of looks like a like almost like a Suicide Squad type show. It's got like an ensemble cast of people who look like kind of crazy looking people, people people I've never heard of you know, it's James Gunn, you know, he did Guardians of the Galaxy, he made them popular, he rebooted the Suicide Squad, which I thought was so cool, so I I, I trust him in this kind of stuff, I think that he's really got, you know, a grasp on kind of like what makes like an ensemble cast work, you know, in film and TV, I think that's pretty cool, Uh, next we have Waller, which is a a live-action TV series that will star um, Olivia uh, Viola Davis, as Amanda Waller, then we have Superman Legacy, which is a big one, that will, that does have a release date, penciled in, that will be in theaters July 11th, 2025, so you look out for that, um, Lanterns, which is a show, like I said, The Authority, which is a film, which kind of has also a very similar vibe, like a ensemble cast type of thing, you know, very James Gunny. you know, very, like, what he's known for. Then we have a, another show called Paradise Lost, which is supposed to be about Themyscira, which is the island where Gal Gadot's, uh Wonder Woman is from, which I'm pretty sure Gal Gadot is no longer Wonder Woman, so we'll probably be getting a new Wonder Woman in this show, possibly, so that's going to be interesting. Then we have Batman, the Bold and the Brave, which will be the new Batman, the new uh DCU's Batman, the new, um, DC Studios James Gunn-led Batman, that will be the new Batman for that universe, um, and Robin, then we'll be getting a, another, another TV show called, uh, uh, Booster Gold, which I have no idea what that's about, then we'll be getting Supergirl, which is a character that was always, you know, in the, uh, known for, known by in the uh, TV realm on the CW Supergirl. Um, But she will be, I guess, being officially a part of the DCU in the future, in James Gunn's DCU. And then we'll be getting, after that, we'll be getting Swamp Thing, which I'm not sure what that is about, who that is, but, you know, that's going to be pretty cool. And then with all that, Um, Of course, he mentioned that, you know, um, the Joker movie is going to be a standalone and then that the Batman the new the Batman is going to be also standalone as well Um, and that there's going to be the Joker uh, part two coming out and then the Batman part two also coming out all being standalone and separate from James Gunn's DCU, which, you know, I'm okay with I'm fine with that. I'm cool. If um, James Gunn is going to be like, hey, you know what? I have a, I have a vision for like a, a DC universe, a shared universe where we can build and build and build. Kind of like how Marvel was doing, but a little bit more expansive, including like animation, games, and TV along with films. But we're also going to have these side, little, little one-offs, you know, where we can flesh out a character that we have and they can be their own thing. And you know, you know, have a creative person, someone who's passionate about this character, make something that is completely different from what I'm trying to make right here. I think that's pretty cool. Now, the only thing that would be confusing is, you know, what if they, you know, if somebody wants to do a Superman film with Henry Cavill, and that's kind of butting heads with James Gunn Superman. Like, how do, how do we, you know? I'm sure he's gonna be like, there's certain characters you can't touch. Superman is one that you can't touch. Now, if you want to do another spin-off on, you know, Red Hood, yeah, go ahead, do that, because he's not gonna be in my universe. Run you know, run with that. You know, whatever. I feel like that might be something that is brought up in the future. Like if somebody really wants to do a like a, a DC spin-off that's not a part of the DCU, and it's with one of his characters that he wants. In that DCU and it's like too soon that they come out between like too soon from each other and people are going to be comparing them directly because that's what everybody does in that situation You probably wouldn't green light a character like that to be spun off or have a have a a new take on it But you know, I you never know, you know, it's not really made super clear In that, you know in that situation of who's off limits and who's not off limits, obviously they're going to continue to make the Batman. So that's going to be obviously buddy heads with James Gunn's version of Batman. So that's going to be kind of weird. But like I said, he said that there's going to be like a new logo too. I think it's going to be, it's going to be called like DC Universe slash DC Studios is going to be James Gunn stuff. And then DC Elseworlds. Is like the offshoot stuff, like the 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 not part of the DC universe's um, timeline. So that that'll be interesting to sh- see it shape up, to see how it's going to look, to see how it's going to feel. I think it's going to be pretty cool. You know, I'm optimistic. I like that they're bringing back Superman. Thank God. they already got a plans for a new Batman and a new Robin. That's interesting as well. But I think that that the most people out there who have been clamoring, clamoring, clamoring for Green Lantern are going to get be getting both green lanterns that's a huge win for people i think that's a huge win and like i'm pretty sure like that what i just read is like the main you know the main slate for the next eight to ten years so like that's what we're going to be getting for at least eight to ten years i mean you can pick at it you can look at it all you want what's going to be revealed what's going to be shown if there's going to be you some changes possibly you know when will anything get cut when anything get scrapped when anything get pushed forward you know, what's going to happen? Only time is going to tell. but I think it's going to be pretty solid. I think it looks solid already, and I'm excited to see what it brings. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for me today. Thank you for listening. And thank you for watching. Remember, you could listen to this podcast and watch this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure you leave a like, review, rate, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, share with your family, do all that good stuff. And yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for watching, and I will see you guys back next week.